podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Golf Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler. You don't need to worry about me. The main man on this edition of the podcast is, as always, Dave Tyndall, our legendary golf betting pundit. Dave, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, James. Thank you for the big build-up. <laughs> and we're looking ahead to the uh, CJ Cup in. Uh, well, it's played at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. Um, a decent field lined up for this one, Dave. But before we get on to that, a little bit of success last week, didn't we, with uh, Patrick Cantlay second after round one? Yeah, we only put up two bets last week, and he was one of them in the first round leader market, and he finished second at thirty-three to one, so a nice full each way payout. Shot eight eight under, just a shame. Deshambo shot nine under, but yeah, excellent effort and. Uh, it proved the right market because he didn't um, didn't do as well as it went on. But yeah, nice uh, each way place. Well, let's have a look ahead then to the event at Shadow Creek. And I'll read you about the uh, top end of the market, listeners, before we get into Dave's tips. John Rahm is the uh, favourite at uh, 17 to 2. You've got Justin Thomas in there at a uh, best price of 10 to 1. Thunder Chaffelet is in there at 12s. Then it's uh, Rory McElroy around about the same price. Matthew Wolfe is uh, 18 to 1. And Toral Hatton is 22 to 1. The rest are 22s and bigger. Well, we'll mention him. Coraline Morikawa, he's 22 to 1 as well, my mate. So we do this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. It allows you the chance to uh, lay back and listen to the press conferences and uh, have a look at all of the various information, maybe a little bit later than some of the other tipping columns and podcasts out there. What have we learned over the last 24 hours? Yeah, so had we recorded this maybe yesterday, we would have, and I'd put up Justin Johnson and Tony Fee now, that would have already been null and void because yeah. both have withdrawn um, coronavirus, of course. So those two are out. So we know a little bit more on who's in the field. 72-man field. I mean, the big thing about this event is that normally it would have been in South Korea. CJ is CJ Logistics, a big South Korean company. Um, Normally this event has been played over in South Korea. But they've had to move it to America this time. And it's in Vegas. So they've done it. So we've got back-to-back weeks in Las Vegas. Last week we had the uh, TPC Summerlin. So... Logistically, it made sense to try and get another one in in the same spot. So um, we're here in Vegas, but actually, the fact that it is Korean does actually have a bearing on my one of my tips. Okay. Does the fact that I've been in Vegas for two weeks mean that anybody that's been winning money on the uh, PGA Tour is actually losing it on the tables, or are they are they more disciplined than that? Well, it's tempting. Uh, strip just uh, a little while away. Yeah, I mean that's a long time to be in Vegas and not be tempted into having a, having a go, isn't it? So yeah, I'm not sure whether that that counts for anything or not what what it, you could say if, if they've been in vegas for a week already the ones that have a bit more acclimatized because it is at altitude so even though the course is it looks long on the card it's the ball obviously flies further it being at altitude so those who played last week i think might have a little bit of an edge let's get into your first tip then where are you going to take us yeah so as i say this event should have been in South Korea. So um, that got me thinking, what a lovely bit of irony it would be if a South Korean won it. Um, they've interviewed a couple, actually, one of them being Siwoo Kim. So how do I arrive at him then? So they interviewed firstly Justin Thomas, who won this event twice when it was in South Korea. And, and he, he said yesterday, yes, it's, even though it's been moved, it's got the same vibes. I'm seeing the same people involved with the tournament. I even had some Korean barbecue yesterday for lunch. So there is a, this kind of South Korean vibe feel to it. I think Siwoo Kim will feel nicely at home here. The other thing uh, about the course, even though we're in the desert in Vegas, Tiger Woods has said that the course reminds him of a course in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina, you know, rather than 
a barren wasteland with cactus and everything like you might expect in Vegas. It's more hills, um, sort of rolling terrain and tree lines. So there is that feel to it. So if you look at Siwoo Kim, firstly, he's Korean. Secondly, CJ Logistics, the sponsors, are actually one of his sponsors. Uh, so he's got a, a particular affinity, that extra edge to do well. Now, if the course looks like something from the Carolinas, now look at his record over there. So he's won the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield in North Carolina, was also fifth there two years ago and third there this year. It's a brilliant record on that type of course. Also in uh, South Carolina, we have the Heritage Tournament where he was runner-up a couple of years ago. So he's got all these little things that just sort of could work together. This course, Shadow Creek, has never been used before on the PGA Tour. So we're having to sort of piece together clues from other areas. But I just think Siwoo Kim has got a lot going on. He's got the sponsorship. He's got the type of course feel. Now, the, the final clincher, he, he was eighth last week in the other Vegas tournament. So he comes in in great form. They interviewed him and he said, last week I played really well, could finish in the top 10. My game felt great. My irons were particularly strong and he feels confident in his iron play. So I just think put the piece of the puzzle together and 70 to 1 on Siwoo Kim is going to be my outright bet for the tournament. Well, I've actually just looked on odds checker as you were speaking there. He's 90 to 1. He's 90 to 1 if you just play five places. He's 70 to 1 if you play, uh, I think, Hills are eight. So it's kind of up, it's up to you which one you go for. Um, I'm, I'm slightly going to go with 70 to 1 because if we finish seventh or sixth, yeah. you feel a bit aggrieved that he didn't get the full payout. What you can do in those situations, maybe you could have a few quid just on the 90 to 1 as a w- separate win bet just so you get that big prize. Yeah, because you'd feel a bit aggrieved, wouldn't you, after we've just mentioned that, if he didn't actually just put a couple of quid on the 90s and he came in. So that may be uh, yeah, yeah. The, the strategy there. Is there anybody else in the field that you, you fancy? Yeah, so the other market, we, d- we did well on the first round leader market last week. So... Again, this is completely new information uh, to me, something I didn't know yesterday, uh, as in Tuesday or Monday. So on Wednesday, we've seen the press conference of Brooks Kepka, who's making his return after trouble with hip and knee problems. It was hard to know where he stood because he's been out for a while and you wondered what's going on with him. So he's, he's filled us in with some nice kind of information that is going to lead me towards the bet. So he's not played uh, since August, um, but he says he's been in Vegas a week. He's seen his coach, Butch Harmon. Um, he lives in Vegas. He says he feels a million times better because of the rehab he's done. Well, that's quite a lot now, better, isn't it? A million times better is a lot better. A million times, yes. It's better than 10 times better, isn't it, I'd have to say. Talking of numbers and ratios, in the last 27 events, he's been the first, he's played, he's been the first round leader three times. So one in nine uh, strike rate in terms of that first round lead, which is which is impressive. And he even managed to do so when he was struggling with the, with the injuries. He led the St. Jude Invitational, was third after day one of the USPGA. So in two of his last three events, he's actually collected the each way money. Actually, well, with the 62 at St. Jude, he won the first round leader market. So even though probably because of his physical problems, he couldn't keep it going for four. He, he was able to come out of the gate fast and maybe that's the best time to play him when the, when the problem is, you know, the knee is fresh and it's not had the, the grind of four days. Just to check, because people might say, well, he's not played for a few months, you know, he could be rusty. The last time he had a few months off, you know, which was back, maybe this time last year, he came back out in, in January after maybe two or three months off. He shot a 66 and was third after day one of the Abu Dhabi Championship. Now, he went downhill from there, but I just think the, the kind of thrill and the buzz of getting back to competitive golf can take him a long way this week. And he's 35-1 to 1 at Betfair to be first-round leader. And I think that's a, a good price, given what I've read in the last um, 
you know, in the last hour or so, because I think Kepka, you know, he's former world number one, fantastic player. The, the the other final thing he said was he's actually seen the course before he came and played it with his mates on a sort of trip, a sort of boys trip one time. So he's seen the course, he's physically better, and I think he'll be round to go. Has a history of fast starts, so I think thirty five to one for Brooks kept to be to be the first round leader is a is a confident bet. If he saw it on a boys' trip, he might have seen two of it last time. He, it maybe uh, focuses his mind even more of seeing it uh, sober this time around. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> From my very amateur golfing life, I always found that if I came back after a bit of a break, I actually played a little bit better because I'd, I'd lost all of my um, bad habits that I've maybe built up by playing regularly. I don't know if that's the same for Brooks Kepka, but it's worth... I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I think there's definitely something in that. I think there's a theory in horse racing called bounce theory that when you first come back after a long break, you're really good. And then suddenly, then you have your dip. Mm. But yeah, I agree. I think you've kind of, you've self-corrected. All the bad habits have gone away and everything clicks. And then you realise you're rubbish uh, as time goes on. But yeah, I think I think at a higher level, it can work too. Well, hopefully Brooks Kepka will only realise he's rubbish on round two and he'll be leading after round one. 35 to one for him to be leading after the first round of the CJ Cup and the other pick this week on the Golf Betting Podcast Siwoo Kim to uh, win the tournament take him each way he's 70 to 1 if you want the, the lot, a lot of prices you can get him as big as 90 to 1 if you want to get him on the nose Dave Tyndall as always thank you very much for joining me thanks James and however you're betting whether you follow Dave or whether you go your own way make sure you gamble responsibly and uh, give us a follow as well at SBM underscore podcasts on the uh, Twitter feed and have a look out too another podcast is coming out around about the same time as this one which is called Bet Bites, which is taking you through a week of sporting action in a very very quick time so you can get a load of tips in around about 10 minutes on that one so uh, tune in for that and uh, tune in again next week where we'll take you back through the PGA Tour golfing action see you then Sports Social Podcast Network.